For some runners, the sport is all about getting outside, getting their heart rate up, and clearing their mind. Lots of runners simply lace up their shoes and head out the door. But maybe you're more than a casual runner, and you're working toward a goal like a 5K or even a marathon or even an ultra marathon. Sometimes when you're working on improving your skills like your endurance, your speed, or your form, you can get stuck in a running rut. In the second episode of our series with On Running, we're talking about training, why it's important, how to do it, and why you have to train your mind as well as your body. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Wild Ideas Worth Living. Remember, the guests in our series with On Running are not coaches, physical therapists, or doctors, and their advice is for educational purposes only and does not substitute professional medical advice. In our first episode of the series, we talked to Alicia Monson about nutrition. In this episode, we're talking to professional runner Allie McLaughlin, also known as Allie Mack, about training. Allie's a trail and a mountain runner who's competed on the international stage. In 2014, Allie won the World Long Distance Mountain Running Championship, and in 2020, she won the U.S. Trail Marathon National Championships. Throughout her career, Allie has had to hone her training schedule to heal from injuries, prevent future injuries, and just get faster. Can you just tell us a little bit about your running background and what you competed in? And I mean, I, I saw you just ran a race and pretty much won last weekend. So I know you're still crushing it. Yeah. So I'm a trail and mountain runner now. I ran for the U.S. four different times and overseas three times. But I started my junior year in high school running cross country. And then I ended up going to CU Boulder and um, Division One there. I had a really good freshman year and then just injuries got me. So um, didn't do much the rest of my college career. But when I got out, I kind of broke that cycle of injury and I found trail running. I mean, I had always enjoyed the trails, but once I was out of college, it was like this whole new freedom. And I had a lot of friends who did some of it and uh, they started telling me more about different races to try and stuff. And and then the first summer after graduating, I did and I made the U.S. team and that was 2014. And then I found my niche. <laughs> so like how many days a week do you train? I mean, you're an elite runner. So this is your job. It's different than probably an average person. But just out of curiosity, what do you do? Um, I do about five to six days. Um, I do take more days off than I think the average professional runner. That's just because I've, I've had a history of a lot of things and, and I don't have like my volumes, not as much. So I run about on a good week, it's 40 to 50 miles. And I know, I know girls I race against are up to 90 miles a week. And I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. It's just everyone's unique. And yeah, so, so about five to six and I do cross train in between. But again, I think if you can prioritize mileage, like if you're feeling good and you have a choice between going to the gym or going for a run or doing core work, um, I'd say always prioritize the run because that's that's what you're going to get the most out of. 
I think it's really interesting that you also said you rest and you don't do as much volume as some of the other runners, but you win. So there's something there. That's some serious training advice. Like maybe don't crush yourself so you don't get injured. Totally. And um, sometimes I question it. Like there's been weeks that I'm like, oh my gosh, I only ran 26 miles this week. And, and granted, you are supposed to taper a little beforehand, but there were some weeks just with, with life and work and travel and stuff yeah, I just didn't run as much. And, uh, and, and like I said, running is like always my priority, but maybe something hurt or whatever. I, yeah, but I still pull it off. And so I think just, um, as long as you're getting in the quality miles, I personally don't think, you know, trying to do 10, 12 mile easy days, that doesn't do it for me. Cause to me, that's still like joining legs. Like my easy days are usually three to five miles and I have friends who like kind of laugh at that they're like what's the point of even going out but I'm like I I still feel good from it I think there's a lot of power to training less and then racing fresher totally and what I've realized you know I do want to bump up race distance but I also don't know if I can do like 20 mile long runs and like 70 mile weeks but I'm realizing if you just get a few big long runs in that whole season it really helps because I ran so I, I actually have ran three marathon distances this fall but I really haven't run a really long the longest run I've done is 18 miles and that was just once so I think just doing it a few times is going to get you to your body will know how to handle it, but you're not hurting it by doing it every week, if that makes sense. You're winning a lot of races. You're on the on-running team. You're very humble, but you also skydive. You dirt bike. You're like a full-on adventurer. So like, I'm really curious, how did you get into skydiving? How does it make you feel? And how does it fit into your training routine? It just sounds so different than any thing I've ever talked to a runner about that they skydive. Yeah, it's a, a big part of me. And um, I got into it after I had hip surgery and I was, I didn't run for about a year and a half. I healed pretty quick, but I just wasn't, I just didn't have like motivation to run. And I was also known so much for running and it's really hard when you're injured or just don't want to run, but that's what you're known for. So I kind of, I just, I needed to your find identity. Something. You had to yeah. like let go of it. I get it. And um, I went on a dirt bike trip in Moab and met some base jumpers and I got to watch them jump. And I came down and I was like, I want to do this. And they basically said, well, you should get into skydiving first. A few months later, I had my A license and, um, and it kind of gave me that outlet that I couldn't do with running. And I found that is such a good balance because it's not damaging on the body. It's really, I mean, you're weightless for half of it. And if you have a, a bad landing, it can really mess you up. But for the most part... I mean, you could um, die. That is true. Yeah. Like The consequences of a mistake running versus skydiving are a lot higher skydiving. Very much so. But if you're smart and are not crazy pushing too many limits. Yeah, it, I found that it just energizes me in a really cool way. And also, it's like relaxing. I, it's not like another workout I'm having to add on top of running. What's been your relationship with training? And 
why should we care about training? Like, it's such a hard thing for so many of us. It is, but I think there's that hump that you get over, whether you're brand new to running or you've been out because of an injury or life's gotten busy. Always getting back into training, it's hard. But I, there's this hump that once you get over it, it's like it's magic. And all of a sudden it becomes easier and you enjoy it. I'm not going to say you enjoy it every day because I still have trouble getting out the door, especially like when you know it's going to be a hard workout. It takes me so long to like just get out and do it. Um, my point is, though, it gets better and you start to enjoy it. And everyone's different, but I really think enjoying the process is key and uh sometimes there's seasons I enjoy training more than racing which I mean I always love to race but if I had to choose one like if you got to like race or train for the rest of your life like race once or train for the rest of your life I'd definitely choose training so what about speed work that's something a lot of people talk about in training yes I've found how great it is because I was really into it in high school and stuff. And going into college, I was taught the benefit of long runs because I didn't run that long. But coming into the longer stuff where people don't focus on speed work as much, I've kind of gone back to my roots and realized how great speed work is. And it just keeps you sharp and fresh. And and I think the, the workouts of speed work are just harder in nature. And it really gets your cardiovascular system pumping in a more intense way. So even for long distance stuff, just having that speed and not have it knock you out, I think is really good. So any advice for people who want to design a little speed workout session, maybe start with one a week? So I have this schedule that I've done since college where the two big workouts are Tuesday and Friday. And um, it's a, we call it specificity on Tuesday. So that's going to be like quick short repeats anywhere from gosh 100 meters to 800 meters and then Friday is lactate threshold which is like a tempo run and I think both of those can be considered speed especially in like the longer distance world and so I would start with one just to see how your body reacts and because it is definitely more intense I think that's why when we get older, we can kind of do the longer distance stuff because it doesn't interest as much as like track workouts. So when you say a short repeat, 100 to 800, do you mean once a week go to the track and run any distance between 100 to 800 meters, pick an amount, maybe start with three or four and then have like a minute rest between each one or? Exactly. Yeah. And kind of if you have a mileage you want to hit for that day, say you want to run five miles what I would do is uh, go warm up a mile and and it doesn't have to be on a track if you if you have a watch that shows distance you, or you can go by time that's a really easy way you just do three minute repeats so you know warm up however far you deem necessary and then you say you're doing a half mile repeats or three minute intervals then you'll go yeah run run that half mile and then jog for a minute and then do it again and and try to hit I would say you know pick a time don't just go in or you can go by effort I mean make sure you're going harder but something you can sustain for all four try to like hit the same time and then cool down and um yeah it really really uh, helps all the systems yeah so try to go like race pace or maybe even a little faster that's what I like exactly. to do exactly yes And then when you talk about lactate threshold, what do you mean by that? Like, do you mean on Fridays you go out and you run a 5K almost at race pace or 
or you run for like 21 minutes, but at that end of the 21 minutes, you really couldn't have run much further. Yeah, no, definitely. You don't want, so the, um, it's going to be a little slower than the Tuesday or than the repeats, okay. but the lactate threshold, it is, it's what it's called. You're getting right to that line. You're not stepping over where then you're depleting your system. You're staying right under that like, and when you finish, yes, it's going to be hard, but you're going to feel good. You're not going to want to pass out. You probably could go a little further, but also you don't want to go any further because it's, it's hard enough that you shouldn't want to, but easy enough that you could if you had to. Yeah. So again, a little slower than the repeats, but, and probably a little slower than race than what you're actually going to race, but it should feel like a race sort of, you just naturally will be going faster in a race because of adrenaline, I think. Um, and you don't really get that extra kick in a workout, but yeah, you, if you know what pace you're going to run, you know, add like maybe, 10, 15 seconds per mile and use that in your tempo. So if Tuesday's repeat day, Friday's lactate threshold day, what's Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday for you? Monday's an easy day. Well, I should start, I'll start with Sunday. So Sunday, I like to do the long run, which is pretty common in the running world. So long run Sunday, easy Monday, specificity, which is repeats on Tuesday, medium distance, which is just a little shorter than your long run. Thursday's easy or off for me. Friday's lactic threshold and Saturday easier off as well. How did you come up with this training plan? It's based off the Lydier method and which is there's way more science behind it. This is kind of a dumbed down version, but it's periodization. So if you pick a race like six months out, it's going to be that weekly outline, but you're going to do a little different type of stuff every three months. So that's kind of what I go off of. I've not totally gotten into it. I just kind of do what I know. And uh, I would say, you know, Google race training plans. And if you can stick to one for (laughs) two months, like good on you, because it's hard to follow a training plan. Totally. And I think having a goal really helps stick to that plan. I think that's a really important point. Like, I've always been told by running coaches, pick a goal and then design your training plan around that. So if it's January 1st, pick a race like a couple months out, maybe it's a springtime race and design your training plan based on that race. So like maybe you're going to in April do the Big Sur Marathon. That's kind of like what I want to do. I think it's in April and I'm going to start training in January. Probably not until then. Yeah, give yourself, I think that's great too, is like give yourself a little mental preparation time. So, okay, you've done a lot of training over years. You've been doing this since high school. What's the worst training advice that you've ever received? So I'm pretty like strong-willed in my way. So like when people tell me stuff, I don't think, like it kind of just like goes in one ear out the other. So I can't remember a ton of bad training advice because I just don't listen to it. But I I have a few things and um, it's actually uh, one of my really good friends was talking about it and Uh, Someone had told her that she should race until she gets bored of racing. I guess I can kind of see what they meant by it um, in that a lot of people used 
uh, racing as their workouts. And I think it can also take away pre-race jitters. But for me, like racing is so special and racing too much devalues like the specialness of it. And it also can really mess up your training schedule, I think, Um, because I go hard in races. And this year I dabbled in a few more that maybe didn't affect me too bad and maybe I didn't go my hardest but I I think you should really space out your racing so you can get a good training block in what's what's some of the best training advice that you've either taken on your own or someone's told you to do um so I would say consistency is the key I heard that through college my college coach used to say the longer you run not not in terms of mileage but in terms of weeks and years and stuff, the harder you get. And as in, he would say, like, the less likely you're going to get injured just because you're building on building. But I also think that's the key to fitness, too, because you're just, if you're consistent, you're constantly building fitness. And I think taking taking too many days off, you're constantly losing. The more you can just build upon, build upon, I think that's just obvious, but also it is, like, what's going to make you better in the long run you know we got people racing 5ks 10ks and marathons probably listening to this podcast I'm guessing how do we all get faster get your mileage in and and like we talked about earlier I like it doesn't have to be a ton because I run a lot less than a lot of my competitors but I still think it's important to run and really add that speed work in at least once a week And a long run, because the long run is going to give you the endurance. Even if it's a 5K, if you're running over like at least 10 miles on your long run, when you get to the last few hundred meters of that 5K, that last kick is not going to come from speed work. It's going to come from your long run. You are going to have so much more speed at the end if you have that endurance base, which can be huge for your time and beating people out at the end and just making it through consistently and not dying halfway through. Any hacks, tools for listeners to build a training schedule for the new year? Yeah, um, several actually. I mean, I think goals really help. So if you pick a race or... Um, some kind of adventure that you want to do it doesn't always have to be a race sometimes it's just like complete like hike a 14er but you got to work up to that so if you have a goal of something that really helps have a plan have a weekly routine so other things don't it's so easy if you don't have a routine or a plan that things are going to interfere and and you let it happen but if you are strict to that you're gonna make other things work around it I think you're a testament to like a lot of training is mental. So for you, you know, it sounds like you do best when you're relaxed, when you're skydiving, when you're not, you know, being a perfectionist, like a lot of us runners can get trapped by the perfectionist cycle. So what are some tactics that you've used to boost your mental game? And that is so true. I, and I did have some bad races this year, which because I used to not race that much, like the amount of bad races is just naturally lower. And so to like have raced more this year and experience that, it was tough and it was a tough thing to get out of because you have a bad race and that's all like, it's like you just think that's going to keep happening. And it kind of did until I, um, I'm trying to think how I finally kind of broke it. I think it's, I, I'm realizing that racing is awesome but at least 50% of the fun is being with the people that 
are also there. I used to kind of like stick to myself, but I have so many friends in the community now that I have just as much fun hanging out for hours after the race than I do racing. And granted, you're like, you have the runner's high after you race. And even even if it's a bad race, like you still got to like run, which is cool. And I, I've, I've learned to just be thankful to be healthy in those times because it's so easy to be so upset after a bad race. But I was like, I always try to step back and look. I'm like, there's times that I haven't been able to run all year because of an injury. And I'm, I just still ran up that mountain. Yeah, it was hard and I didn't feel great and I didn't place well, but I did it. I'm taking away two big lessons from this conversation with Allie. First, a good way to find success is by training toward a specific goal, like a time you want to hit, a distance you want to complete, or even a race you want to run. Second, it's really important to build rest into your training schedule. Even as an experienced runner, I love talking to other athletes because I always get ideas for how I can improve. Special thanks to Allie Mack for sharing your knowledge with us. You can see videos of Allie skydiving, running, plus pictures of her new puppy on her Instagram, which is AllieMC3. That's A-L-L-I-E-M-C-3. Wild Ideas Worth Living is part of the REI Podcast Network. It's hosted by me, Shelby Stanger, written and edited by Annie Fassler and Sylvia Thomas, and produced by Chelsea Davis. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby. This series on running is brought to you by On Running. As always, we appreciate when you follow this show, when you rate it and review it wherever you listen because we read every single one of your reviews and they mean a lot. They also make us laugh a lot of times. And remember, some of the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas. Wildest Ideas.